met this six-year-old child in this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, generally, and for tonight, we are about to delve into, for me, one of the more fascinating realms, the reptilian realm. And with tonight's guest, I've encountered with numerous reptilian humanoid species. Oh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jess. Now then, Jess. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. Sorry, you, you just cut out there. Yeah, I'm very well. Good. So, I mean, for oh, website, you know, for me, like I said, um, the mythology, folklore of uh, reptilians is just, um, it's rant, it's throughout. On most um, pantheons, you'll find reptilians somewhere or another, but, um, I am intrigued at what um, different species you have encountered with. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about, like, uh, a bit about yourself, like, when um, when it began to you, like, when you first um, had an interaction? Um, yeah, well, I guess I've always been pretty, like, spiritually open. Um, I guess that's the way I was raised. My mum... She was diagnosed schizophrenic, but I didn't perceive it like that. She was just really connected to things that I couldn't perceive. Um, yeah. So from a young age, I actually started having dreams of people that would pass away in my life, um, and I would be conscious in my dreams. So when I was about four or five years old, one of my mum's best friends, she actually passed away um, suddenly. and. A year after she passed away, I was at a school camp and she came to me in a dream. Um, and in that dream, I freaked out because I was a little child. I interpreted it as like a ghost. Um, and I was trying to wake myself up and I was stuck in this dream. Um, and from then, it just catapulted my dream time. Um, my mother's mum, she passed away when my mum was three years old. And I started dreaming of my grandma. Um, but she would come to me in this like 20... In, she was in her early 20s and she passed away in her early 20s and that's how I'd visualise her. Um, and then the more I started sort of like embodying my dream time and just like letting it all flow, um, I started like seeing different sort of creatures and going to like different, it would feel like, seem like different planets or realms in my sleep. Um, when I was... Around 13, 14, I started like YouTubing stuff because I was really curious and I didn't tell anybody my experiences because of my mum's mental health and 
what people made her seem like. So I didn't even tell my mum what I was experiencing because I didn't want to seem like I was schizophrenic or whatever. Um, so I started Googling and YouTubing um, about my dreams and about like ghosts and spirits and like sort of different beings that I was seeing. Um, and then from that, I like went down the, I looked, I found out about reptilians and stuff. And when I was looking into reptilians, it really, it triggered like um, a dream that I had when I was a really young child and it was a nightmare dream that I was stuck in. Um, so from that, I just started learning more and more. Um, I started attracting people that would sort of educate me on like multidimensional beings. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've lived, I lived by myself from, since I was 16. So um, whenever I've been by myself and if I'm like under the stars and stuff, I've experienced really weird things. I've seen them. Um, what are they called? I think they're called like greys, like a, those little grey aliens. <laughs> it, scared, it scared the absolute shit out of me. Uh, one night I was just sitting at the back when I was 17 years old and I was having a cigarette and I was just, I was watching the stars, I always stargaze and I was sort of in this meditation and I watched this massive star just, uh, I can't even explain it, expanded and made the whole sky go like white. And I freaked out and I was just about to go inside. And as I went inside, I felt this presence near me and I looked straight in front of me and there was this little tiny, like, grey creature with these big black eyes. Um, but I, I freaked out. I just, I ran straight inside and I woke up my friend because I, I thought I was going to get abducted. I didn't know what was going on. Um, and then after that, a week after that, I was having a dream. Um, oh, no. Yeah, a week after, I was having a dream and um, I was talking to this old lady in my dream. I love old ladies. They're my, like, that's my favourite thing, old ladies. They're so beautiful. <laughs> and I was talking to this old lady and as I was looking into her eyes, uh, she just started gazing, like, it was, like, into my soul. And when I noticed that, her eyes uh, had this little twinkle in it and it turned into this black straight line and as soon as I noticed it her eyes fully turned to these like reptilian eyes and she shapeshift in front of me um, and when that happened <laughs> yeah when that it was so scary <laughs> I can't explain it but when that happened I was like I was stuck in my dream I was like wake up Jess like I knew exactly what that being was um, and it kept trying to like grab me and every time it would come closer to, to me yeah, it was like it was it was like emitting this really I don't even like to say it, but to be honest, it was like this really like sexual energy it was emitting to me. Like it was trying to grab me and like it was disgusting. I can't even fathom the the feeling of that exchange. Yeah, and um it sound good, does it? Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, we just uh, sorry to to interrupt. I know you're, you're on a roll here with this, but just a quick one. With you saying yeah. that you look like a star and, and the sky lit up, I'm thinking possibly a UFO, maybe, especially with um, some creature. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. But I can't yeah. even explain, like, the, the star light, how. Because I was just focusing on this one star because it was really bright and it kept like sort of flickering at me and um the more I would notice it 
the more like action it would make and then it just literally turned into this big ball of light and it made the whole sky white and it just felt like I was the only person on the planet like it was like I was the only one witnessing this um yeah but it it scared the shit out of me seeing that little gray thing (laughs) I yeah yeah, I ran I've never run so fast in my life (laughs) Uh, I mean were you, were you saying like uh, like that art when it's almost like um, like a sexual like um, encounter? Um, well, what what you felt like? That's a bit creepy, that as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, especially with like reptilian energy. Like after I um, had that that dream with the reptilian, that was yeah. sending me that weird energy. Um, I actually. The day after that, I went to all these different crystal shops and I was just trying to find um, like uh, someone knowledgeable of that stuff that I like, that I could talk to. And I ended up finding this man um, and he explained to me like just how everything sort of manifested and where when the reptilian started and stuff, like back in the Anunnaki days. Um, and he told me that the energy that I would have been feeling from that reptilian would be a hundred percent that because that's sort of how they um take your power and sort of like possess you is sort of through that tantra energy through like like you know that sexual exchange or whatever so when he told me that it actually scared the crap out of me um but yeah i ended up doing i reached out to a shaman who did a big clearing on me and i've just been oh really been more yeah, I've been more conscious on my dream time. I've been, like, shutting that route, ra- I don't know, just making it more protective because I think I've just been going to sleep really open to everything, um, not being aware of what I'm open to. Yeah, I mean, especially it sounds like you've got um, some sort of a gift or attraction from them in one way or another. Um, yeah. Especially, especially with... It's really weird, isn't it? Um, so, it, how how would you describe like that that first actual encounter with a reptilian? How would you describe how it looks? I know you said, oh. great, but what about like, the actual reptilian? You, you know, who made you feel like you were yeah. having that? Really, I it was so unfathomable, and it was massive. So, because I was in a bedroom, and when he shapeshifted from this old lady. Um, he pretty much took up the whole corner of the room, like his shoulders. He was like so big. Um, I can't, and it's so unfathomable for me to even explain it because I couldn't even, after I dreamt it, I didn't even know how I even envisioned that because I've never, you know, I've seen like sort of cartoon images of reptilians and stuff. I've never really seen anything online about it, but that it felt so real like the scales it like reminded me of like a crocodile or an alligator or whatever like it was like a giant lizard (laughs) but the (laughs) the the dominant energy it had about it was so like threatening um and powerful but um I woke up from that dream when I stopped being scared from it because I was stuck in that dream for ages it was literally like uh it sort of felt like sleep paralysis, but in my dream time where I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I, I knew exactly what was going on. I knew I was asleep. 
Um, but I kept noticing every time it would be at reach of me, there was something stopping it from touching me. And when I noticed that, I sort of had like this ease and I was like, it's fine. He's not going to come near me. Um, and when I just fell into that ease, I pretty much just looked him in the eye and I was like, fuck off. And I was like, wake up, Jess. And I, and I woke up. <laughs> so um, it's, they definitely do like harvest off your fear, I guess, because the more fear I was like, I kept feeling that, that exchange, that evil exchange. Um, but I haven't ever since that dream and ever since I've gotten a healing, um, a shamic healing, I haven't really been harassed by those fucking lizard people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like, like that, that, um, particular entity, um, have you, what other um, entities have you had interaction with, with like different from that one? I've, there, have you heard of like, sorry? No, was it, would you say like, I don't know if like, like Draco's or anything, uh, was it something like, oh, like a salamander? Oh, like, wait, sorry, can you say that again? You just cut like, out. Like a, <laughs> Like a, like a Draco or a Salamander type. Um. Yeah. No, it's definitely... Well, I haven't experienced... Besides, I've experienced like mantis beings. Um, mantis and Yeah, have you heard of them? I've heard of them, yeah, but um, I've not never spoken to anybody who's uh, personally had an interaction with one. But really? I am, they're, uh, they're my favourite. <laughs> I love them. They make me feel so like, I don't know. The the exchanges I've had with those mantis beings is uh, so humbling and beautiful, really. And, yeah, it was that was actually last year. That was probably the most recent mantis beings. And they're still pretty, um, they're pretty around me lately. Like the other week, um, well, when I first found out about mantis beings. I kept dreaming about prey mantises. That's how I found out about mantis beings because I was Googling. I was like, why am I dreaming about prey mantises? I don't even, like, they're weird stick insects. Like, why am I dreaming about them? Um, And then I found out there was, like, these mantis beings that sort of uh, you can channel mantis beings through prey mantises. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, Anyway, so... My bloodline, my mum's Aboriginal, so I have, like, a deep connection with, like, the land I live on because um, it's, like, in Aboriginal protocol of, like, respecting your country. So every, like, space in Australia, they have a different totem for the land. Um, and at that time, I was living in this pl- place I've never lived before, and I looked up the totem of the land, and the totem was a prey mantis. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Really? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then from that, I started, Prey Mantises just kept coming to me um, and I would, you know, when you sing to Prey Mantises, they dance. So I would just like talk to them and just say like, you know, give me a download or tell me something, give me some wisdom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then I just started having like these amazing like dream times, but my dreams were like such mutual understanding of things like. Uh, it brought up, like, limiting perceptions of, like, the justice in the world and my anger of it. But 
the awareness in my dreams it brought to me like the the duality of it like why these things need to happen so the positive can sort of alchemize it like coming into like where we're going and it was just really bizarre because my brain is I, I don't know I never thought I was like an intellectual person that thinks to outside of the box but then when I started connecting with all these like different beings and elements and stuff I just started channeling all this weird shit and I don't even know where I source these certain information and stuff from well you know with with you um you know this totem pole this great mantis totem pole um I'm, I'm only assuming that um the aboriginal uh, mythology must yeah. be must be steeped in, in that, oh, yeah. that area for it to have a total yeah. I mean it's like it's like for example like some of the um, like in North America and they'll have the totems you know the natives and there'll be a Sasquatch yeah um, yeah it was is it something similar to that would you say yeah, 100%. Like, I feel like a lot of um, Indigenous cultures, they sort of all are really similar with, uh, like, totems and land signs and stuff. And, like, even in Aboriginal culture, a lot of, like, the arts that we have, they have, like, extraterrestrial beings. They There's a dream time about the, about the Pallades. Sorry? Yeah, there's, like there's a Dreamtime story from Aboriginal people about the Pallades star system and it's about these star people coming to uh, this Aboriginal mob and teaching them how to read the stars um, and just sort of teaching them about astrology and stuff. So it's quite interesting because not many people are like aware of Aboriginal culture and it's, you know, one of the oldest living Indigenous cultures in the world and um, some of their stories and teachings are are so so sacred and so important for now for the healing of now and to evolve but it's sad to see in my country like a lot of people are really racist towards like indigenous aboriginals and they sort of suppress the culture still like most australians don't even know any protocols about um anything to do with aboriginal culture yeah i I do know from um from my Mates like Grub, uh, Trippin, and Anthony, um, uh, from Australia, and you know, they, 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 the Aboriginal side of things, they don't all like talking about it, do they? It's, yeah, I guess it's like, it's like, like with Native Americans, they keep some of it like the, the mythology, they like to keep it like in house, so to speak. Yeah, well, that's like the thing with like mob, like Aboriginal culture, their protocols, we have to teach what we know. We can't gatekeep yeah. knowledge because of how suppressed it is. But collectively, unfortunately, like a lot of Aboriginal mobs have got a lot of alcohol abuse and it's really toxic environment. So no one really takes their cultural stuff seriously because collectively like Aboriginals aren't really moving in a – the space that they want to it's it's more uh alcohol and drug abuse like which stems from their trauma obviously um but yeah it's quite sad that you know that also as well stops people from seeing 
seeing the truth in all these teachings and stuff. So, so I, I totally agree with you, Jess. Do, do you think like um, it would be beneficial for you know the country as a whole to to have like um, like in school or have like classes uh, with Aboriginal you know teachings? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Brilliant, that wouldn't it? Yeah, and like. I feel it would be so healing um, because I've my dad's side, he's Irish. So, like, I've connected to, like, all my Nordic and all of that, all those ancestors. And my mom's side, she's Aboriginal. So I try to yeah. acknowledge both of my ancestors. And I feel like that's a big part of healing colonization is uh, acknowledging all ancestors because everybody's sort of colonized in their own way um, and just sharing teachings um, like when I go to country and if I'm with an elder, I tell them, I talk to them about runes. I talk to them about druids and stuff. Like we just exchange and teachings and stuff. Cause that's what it's about. Yeah. And it, and it's so healing. Like a lot of elders that that's what they want. They want the whole world just to share. They want every country to share their, their land country teachings. And then, you know, just to have that mutual respect of exchange. So Oh, hopefully we get there one day, but yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it's necessary, um, especially like you say, but Aboriginal is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, one of them anyway, civilizations. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> one so, day. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So we've got the praying mantis, and they were like. Um, would, would you say, if you were to describe how they, how they looked, would they, were they big or do they actually... Oh, they're have, massive. Are they, do they actually look like um, a praying mantis? Um, the head? <laughs> they look like a, a very muscly, strong... It's like a really masculine energy. I, I'm trying to like explain this. <laughs> Their head looks like right. a praying mantis. Their head looks like a prey mantis and they've got these big bug eyes. And then they sort of got like a human body, but not really. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really weird. They, they sort of scare me, but they're nice. <laughs> the head looked like an ass. Sorry. It just pulled us out like a butt head, like an, like an ass, a head. Yeah. I hear you. you know, that's just a... Artistic question, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Would yeah, you say that? Sort of, yeah. sort of the <laughs> it, they do have a strange head. It's like more, more. It's really weird shaped, like um, like a. Oh, I can't even explain it actually. But it's like a prey mantis head, but enlarged, and it does sort of look like an <laughs> ass. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a coffee now? Oh, maybe like. But they're, they're like, I mean, like you said, they, they weren't threatening. You, you felt like um, you didn't feel that same like energy from the reptilian, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm sure you noticed a difference. Yeah, it was such like a yeah. mutual energy, but it was a really blunt yeah. energy, like very black and white, but it was safe. It felt very truthful and honest, but yeah, like um, 
It wasn't very... Yeah, it was nice. It wasn't like loving. It didn't come to me like an angel, like, oh, I love you. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you feel for that? Do you feel any sort of threat or anything like that? Yeah, if I felt really safe. I felt actually, if anything, I felt privileged um, to be in that energy, to be honest. Like I felt that I felt an authority in front of me. It almost felt like being in front of like a teacher or a, a shaman or someone very yeah. respectable that you need to listen to. That's like what they emit. Did, did the, uh, the mantis thing, did that shapeshift at all? Did it start no. like this? Or was it just in, it, straight away? Yeah, straight away, just a big fucking giant prey mantis. Big, <laughs> big ass head. Yeah, <laughs> big ass head. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, has there been any other sort of uh, humanoid entities? Now we've got, obviously, we've got greys, um, you've got reptilians. Mantis, was there, was there anything else? I mean, that's more than enough what you said already, like, but just out of curiosity. Yeah. But... I've had little experiences with fairies every time I go run around in the forest, but nothing like, like those. But I think I look, I perceive myself as a little fairy too, so I feel like I, I've, <laughs> I've always had a connection with fairies since I was a little girl. Um, but especially ever since I got older, my awareness more, I, I, f I see it more vividly and experience it more whenever I go run around the forest. I hear all these little weird laughs and I just, yeah, I love little fairies. But fairies aren't, they're pretty cheeky and naughty. <laughs> yes, allegedly, yeah, yeah. Um, were they at all threatening? Or did you feel any call? No. It was fun. Like they just emit the most playful energy, but I feel like it depends on how you, what you emit to them. So whenever I go into the forest, I'm already running around like a fairy and I'm already, already yeah. giggling to myself. So they come out like that and it's sort of like, we're just dancing in this beautiful energy of like fun and cheekiness. But my other friend um, who's very like connected and spiritual, she's had some <laughs> pretty like weird experiences with fairies and she went skinny dipping one time at this waterfall and um her togs went missing and she was the only one there and she was like hanging like talking to all the fairies and stuff and yeah they she gets fucked with by the fairies a lot where I just sort of play she, with them <laughs> yeah they're, they're <laughs> she was something yeah no, it's it's really interesting though. Like, uh, I've got other friends that they know so much about fairies and all of that stuff. They pretty much live in the forest. Yeah, you know, how would you describe the uh, how the furry looks? Like, not what you expect. They're like, they're <clears throat> they're not like cute little fairies. <laughs> um. The, the essence is pretty cute, but it's, it's more like, like I've never seen a fairy properly. Like my friend, she's had fairies go up in her hands, but fairies, they just, they show themselves to me and they sort of like fly around me and stuff. Um, yeah. But it, it's more of like 
flashes of like light and stuff. But from what my friend has told me, she said their faces, they sort of look like a little bit like miniature trolls in their face. And they've got these weird ears that are like holes. They don't, they don't actually have, you know how people think they've got pointy ears. Apparently they've got yeah. like just holes in the side of their head. Um, and they sort of look a bit like trolls because of that. But, um, but that's not from me. I haven't seen them that close because they're only really small when I experience them. Uh, how how small are you saying? You think like uh, would you say, example like like, your... like a bird like that size maybe, maybe like a small bird. Oh, like the size like of a your car, really. like, like a butterfly, oh. like even a butterfly. Oh. Even like some of them are a bit bigger than others. It's more like their aura makes them look bigger or smaller, I guess. This is unbelievable. This just I love it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, like, like, yeah, your friend had um, items going missing. Togs. Is that like what's togs? Is that like some sort of footwear or something like that, or is that clothing? Clothing. Yeah, she just had swimmers, um, and she she didn't find them. She was the only person in the forest who she never found them. So she had to walk to her car like half naked because. Oh, um, wow. And she's she, she's a hundred and ten thousand percent sure that a fairy was playing games with her. <laughs> it's like you yeah. just don't. It's just something like, don't I mean? I mean, like you've had these interactions. How many other people have as well? But you just don't hear people. Yeah. Saying it, do you? Uh, I, think that's why I, uh, I feel like a lot so more people have experienced it, but they just aren't aware they are, so they don't really like let it happen. Yeah, yeah. Or they might think like, "Oh, I'm seeing something." Um, it's just yeah. the imagination. But, yeah. You know, like all of us as kids, we most of us have experiences of like similar experiences with fairies or imaginary friends, but. And that was just what we were, you know, we were open to at that time, but it's not normal to be open to that stuff when you're an adult. So people just sort of ignore it where I've, as I've grown up, I've sort of more embodied it. I'm like, show me more. Like I want to see the magic in this world rather than all this stupid dark shit. Man, which is, <laughs> you know, we're all wrong with it, aren't we, the darkness? Yeah. But I feel like for me, because um, my great-granddad, he was a part of, like, the Freemason. He was, like, a headmaster of Freemason in Brisbane City in Australia. Um, and a lot – my mom and my aunties and cousins, they were in a lot of, like, ritual, satanic abuse, occult sort of things through the Freemason. Um, and I think that's a big reason why too, I'm really spiritual as well, because um, I think I'm sort of breaking that sort of uh, bondage in my bloodline with with all of that, you know, Freemason yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, because that that's even another story that goes down to like my Aboriginal line where my grandmother got taken by Freemasons to the city and pretty much watch, washed out, whitewashed our whole bloodline. But, um, 
Yeah, oh, Freemason stuff's another thing <laughs> for me. I mean, I, I have heard other people have said this, like um, when like the great grandparents have been involved in Freemasonry or you know any form of secret society, um, some of the shit they do, it can pass down. Yeah, a hundred percent. And look, I witnessed that within my mum's mental health, like um, the trauma that she was carrying from her mum, my grandma, and then obviously her own trauma that she got from her granddad too. It was very, it was yeah, it was very awakening for me to see as a child, like because I was the oldest kid and my mum was a single mum, so I like witnessed her sort of fighting those demons internally a lot. So. Yeah. I think that's why I've always asked questions and I've always wanted to find out, like, more and more. Yeah, curiosity. Yeah. Um, I saw, have you got, you know, you know I know you mentioned your mum and your dad, have you got any siblings? Yeah, but, I've got two brothers. Oh, nice. Um, have they ever had any uh, strange encounters or, or any interactions that, that you're aware of? So my older brother, um, he's my dad's son. So my, my dad just recently passed away and I only just met my dad. So, oh, um, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm not sorry. He's been very, um, cause he wasn't in my life growing up, but ever since he's passed away, it's, I've been very, very blessed and I've been learning about all my Duras and Nordic stuff ever since he passed. But um, his son, my oldest brother, he's been in and out of jail uh, most of his life. And my big brother, when he was in jail um, a few years ago, he was reading into Buddhism and stuff, and he actually started meditating in jail. Um, and when he got out of jail, he actually did a DMT trip, and he had – he seen Buddha and apparently Buddha flicked him on the third eye and he went flying into a different reality and Buddha said to him you're not ready and flicked him in the third eye and he went through this realm filled with like all these like dark entities and weird stuff but my brothers aren't too spiritual but they've definitely had some experiences but they are in this when they talk about it, they are just like, oh, how weird's this? They don't really, um, they're not like a weirdo like me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say, I, I won't say it, it, you're a weirdo. I just think, um, if anything, you've been lucky, I think. Yeah. I would like nothing more to see. You know, I don't, I won't want, uh, don't get me wrong, I won't want a, a reptilian dude try it on with me. That won't go down. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> As for everything else, I think, you know, just that many people that talk about it on podcasts, but it's mainly yeah. but not something like this. This is completely different. You know, you've got first hand experience in it, which is just wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to. Sorry, look, what? Yeah, I've always wanted to sort of. Uh talk about it and sort of because it's always especially the last two years reflecting on everything um it's sort of been a bit unfathomable all the weird experiences I've had 
And the last year I've been um, living by myself in deep solitude too with everything and I've been really feeling like I need to talk about this stuff because I'm sure so many other people are experiencing it as well, but they just they don't want to talk about it because of the stigma around talking about weird things like that. <laughs> well, I don't really give a f- I don't care. <laughs> a lot of people see um, they don't understand something, they'll fear it, and they just you know, automatically demonise it. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I don't know why people would do that. Um, myself, I think it's more fascinating. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, when you mentioned furry in like the woods and that, is that something um, that you're, is it something common over uh, in Australia? So, what, what's common, sorry? Is it a common thing to a, a furries? Uh, are they common in Australia? Is there any link to, um, Furries and Aboriginal folk are, for example, that you're aware of. Oh, like, yeah, well, there's heaps of, like, mo- like elders, mobs, is that what you're sort of yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah there's uh, heaps of, like, healed communities um, across Australia. And there's a lot of um, mob and elders that are actually, they're implementing law, like their law, which is L-O-R-E, and that's, like, the, the laws of the the land. So there's places in Australia that actually don't abide by government laws because they stand by LORE and the government can't do anything about it because um, there's something about um, Indigenous people in Australia where they're not actually part of the Commonwealth or whatever. So there's actually a lot of elders making a movement and they're trying to spread LORE all over to Australia to take away government titles and bring back to um, the elders. But obviously that's it's been very shone down on and it's hard to look into, but there's a big movement still happening. Um, it's just, obviously the government's not really letting, um, it happened too much. So I feel like in the next five years though, um, there's going to be a lot of Aboriginal elders in Australia standing up and calling everything out for what it is because yeah. I've noticed the last two, especially since COVID, heaps of elders have come up and been like, no, nah, we need to stop. We need to connect back with country and start healing the way we're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I guess it's like not not being that way with the, the Aboriginals then. Yeah. It's almost like, it's, it's like making the culture almost irrelevant. So, oh, 100%. Yeah, That's what they want. Yeah, it's crazy that you think that they did want to um, want to learn more about it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's even me. There's so much I need to learn about my own culture and stuff. Like, it's infinite knowledge, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to learn more. It goes back so far. It goes back so far. Yeah. Um, and everything connects, like. I was speaking to an elder about um, how a lot of elders, they were telepathic with people in Africa and in Egypt and stuff, and they used to get knowledge from different countries by being telepathic. Um, so that, And apparently that's why there's a lot of art, that's symbol, there's a lot of art in like the Egyptians that's really similar to a lot of Aboriginal art. 
Um, same with like Native Americans, even um, Maori people, New Zealander people. Um, oh, so it's really, it's really interesting, like how they were still so much more connected than we are today, and they didn't have that the technology that we do have. It was more telepathic and all that cool stuff. I used to like just the thought of that being able to communicate telepathically to you know halfway across the world further oh yeah yeah it's crazy that's crazy eh? <laughs> yeah. but I, I will I, I have seen like um, like like around Skinwalker Ranch and places like that and you see some of the artwork what the natives have done it is similar to the Aboriginal uh, what you see yeah. like on stone that I think that's um, yeah if they have been the Communicating telepathically, that's, that's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Incredible. Well, um, and in Aboriginal art, they have a lot of these big, giant, white people. They're, but they like look sort of like aliens, but they're giants. And apparently um, that's what they would paint up the Anunnaki to be. Oh, really? And Yeah, so... It's really, it's crazy um, the knowledge that's still there from elders. And these are people that don't live a part of society. They still live on country. They they don't do anything with the government and stuff. They just keep hold of their teachings and knowledge that's been passed down. And yeah, the stuff that they tell me, I'm like, wow. <laughs> it just makes so much sense with a lot of like sort of the global awakening happening now. Um yeah, it just gives everything more clarity and yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, from from what I see, um, I think the um, the British Empire when they colonised Australia, um, a lot of the history was wiped. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's what, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, it's wrong, like but. Yeah, like my my auntie, she was um, she was embarrassed being a black woman. Like she would bleach her hair, and she would never talk about um, like our country, because everybody's mob they call it country, even though we're living in one country. Every space is called country, country, country. And my auntie, she would never talk about it. She hated being black. She um, and it was because her mum got taken from. Bogabilla, which is an com- Aboriginal community from a young age, and she got taken to the city by white men, and they told her, "You can't, don't talk, you're not, you're not black." <laughs> so, That's yeah, it's, it's real sad, um, especially like in my. Bugger. What was she sorry? Sorry. What was it called again? A bugger. Oh, Bogabilla. That's where my family's from. So it's called Bogabilla, a little place in New South Wales. Right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That is um, it's just bonkers to um, to have done that, saying like you're not black. And that yeah. Must traumatic. For to hear oh that. yeah. My um yeah. How old was she? Sorry, Jess. How old was she when when that happened? Do you know? Oh, so my that happened to my auntie's mum so she was born her dad was a white man and her mum was taken from country so she just 
grew up knowing that she couldn't talk about her mum's side and where that they were Aboriginal. Um, so, yeah, but Mayani is probably one of the most traumatised people I've ever met. She She's so detached from her identity and um, she had – she's passed away now, but she had really bad, okay. like, alcohol abuse and stuff. So, yeah, and – that's the big thing why I try so hard to like learn more and heal because I want to, I really want to heal for my, for my auntie and my ancestors and really shift all this stupid, evil, yucky trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, yeah. 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 Do you think that's why maybe like we mentioned, um, there's problems with like uh, drugs and alcohol. Do you think that's because of, of how they've been treated as a culture. Yeah. So there's actually something in, um, there's actually something different about Aboriginal DNA or on a cellular level and something that alcohol actually does. It affects Aboriginal people differently than it affects most people. And it's like, you know how they say alcohol, they call it spirits because it takes you to like, you your unconscious state and you can sort of get possessed more. Yeah. Um, so that's why they believe a lot of Aboriginals when they start drinking because they are, they're not wired like us, they're wired with country. Um, they get possessed more easily with spirit. So they like, you know, act erratically and they get really abusive and aggressive. Um, and then they just sort of turn into really bad addicts from that. But yeah. I don't, yeah, it's actually like science. I'm not a fucking scientist, but it's actually a science thing, <laughs> what alcohol does with, I don't know, Aboriginal genetics. It's interesting, that. I mean, you hear yeah. you of, like, um, you know, I'm not sure which Asian country, but one of them, the, they, they um, process alcohol differently than, like, I'd say, a, a white person. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not hey. quite sure which country it is, but... Um, it's Chinese or something. I could be wrong, but they have something like so similar to that where they, they process the alcohol differently. Yeah. It's just, um, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And I feel like white culture, though, like we've had alcohol a lot longer than, you know, indigenous cultures and stuff. So I guess we're sort of more, I don't know, our body's built. <laughs> for it yeah. uh, do you actually uh, i hope you don't mind me asking do you, do you ever um partake in like hallucinogenics or you know like mushrooms or anything like that um i haven't for a while like i've tried acid before um yeah and i've done mushrooms before but not really anymore like that was more when i was like 16 17 when i just was trying to like you know, see different realms and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, but, um, did you, when, when you consumed, um, like LST or mushrooms, did you see anything like, like uh, other worlds of then? Did you have actually any actual hallucinations or was it just like visual, um, you know, like colours and shapes? For me, I feel like I wasn't in the best environments doing it. I was like with a lot of like young friends that were just being dickheads so I didn't have I was more anxious and overwhelmed I just wanted to right. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I did mushrooms, um, I was actually with my friends too, and I, I left them and I walked into the forest because the backyard went to like the forest Um, because I had really bad anxiety and I just was trying to breathe with the trees and then um, yeah I was just sitting sitting down with a tree and I was breathing with all the trees and um, yeah I felt like I was a tree so that was probably I don't know probably my most wig out experience on those sort of drugs but I haven't I'm I want to do another like ceremony yeah, <laughs> but I, I, w- I want to, again, but I really want to make sure I'm in the right space. I want to do it like a ceremony and a ritual and really um, experience the experience properly instead of just doing it with, like, heaps of 16-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think your, your environment and your with is a huge part of, uh, you know, um, psychedelic consumption. Um, oh, yeah. Location, everything. Because yeah, the slightest yeah. thing just throw you. Yeah. Um, I, mean, uh, I, I mean, you said that you, your elder brother has tried DMT. Have you tried it yourself? No, but I really want to. Um, but I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let the universe bring that to me. I'm not gonna go try and look to do DMT. <laughs> so, so I hope I really want to go do a big ceremony though with like. Uh, with healers and like a shamanic person or someone to help me get into that right altered state because my brother's story when he told me scared me I was like I'm never fucking doing that (laughs) well I can tell you from my own experiences um, I didn't know what to expect I didn't actually know what it was um, and I'll tell you um, (laughs) it was crazy (laughs) Uh, because I didn't know what to expect, you know, it's nothing like LSD or mushrooms, nothing yeah. at all, I, I don't think anyway, it wasn't for me, uh, I didn't mm. see anything, so I didn't see like the people saying like clockwork elves or greys or, you know, other entities, but like you said, you both mentioned the body, but yeah. um, me, it, it's just like as if the floor just completely vanished. Um, oh. <laughs> Uh, when was this? Which, was this a long time ago? This year, earlier this year. Oh, okay. Oh, and I, actually, I was actually in town. <laughs> I was outside town, walking, spaghetti legs, couldn't walk proper. I thought the floor was falling through me. So it, it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't oh, advise that. <laughs> yeah. How long does it last? Does it? Is it like a... Does it leak into your week after it? Do you feel weird for no, like a week? No, no, no. It just, uh, you know, the, 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 the hit was um, a couple of minutes, if that. Seems a lot longer. Yeah, fair but, enough. Uh, I've yeah, always wondered um, that. Yeah. But again, you can go like... Uh, and there's just places not over here that I'm aware of, but like certain places in America where there's like, you know, like a, an environment specifically for that, and they'll put you on drip and have it administered, and you'll have like, you know, so you don't take too much. So I had it on a pipe, smokes it. Yeah. But yeah. I can imagine it, if you're having it administered by, you know, like into your bloodstream, you can imagine it's going to be a, a lot more intense, but it's controlled because yeah. you're like that environment 
like DMT therapy yeah. type. Yeah, I've seen some documentaries of like that's like DMT therapy and stuff and yes, um, yeah. the intellect people channel and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's meant it's meant to help um, you know, a lot with mental health, things like that. Yeah. Well like did it like Ketamine therapy as well. That's um, becoming more. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Didn't scientists like back in the day, like in the seventies or sixties, didn't they used to like get off the head off LSD and work out science stuff? And then didn't it get banned? Or I swear I it remember. Looking me. It will not surprise me. Um, it sounds about right that. Yeah. What's your thoughts on like David Icke and stuff? Would you like to like bring him on your podcast one day? <laughs> you know, I would love to, yeah, just just to just to have a conversation with him because I think I'm not sure I agree with all all of what he says, but it's still yeah. fascinating. I think he's, uh, you know, the work he's done. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, and he's been, he said he's been demonized, he's been ridiculed by the media and all that shit, but I think, you know, he's stuck to what he believes and I think that's brilliant. Um, yeah. Especially with the, you know, I've not read all of his stuff, um, but this, what he's done on reptilians, I think that is, um, you know, it's brilliant. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I don't know if he's looked into, um, Arizona Wilder as well. I don't know if you've looked into any of her stuff, but she's super interesting as well. You know, I could be yeah. wrong. I'm sure that some of his ideas, some of David Icke's ideas came from Arizona Wilder. Yeah. But, but you know, that's the case. There's interviews of uh, David Icke in Arizona Wilder on YouTube. And that. I'll, I'll send you some if you want um, when we've finished. Yeah. It's just super interesting to think that David Icke was on about this years ago. Yeah. And, you know, I think what I love about it, yeah, yeah. I think what I love about it um, is, you know, the take on the British royal family. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. um, Reptilians. Yeah, that's such a big rabbit hole in itself, the Fucking royal family, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Are you into like numerology and stuff? Do you resonate with that? Um, I find numerology and uh, Jumantia, I find it very hard to wrap my head around. I'll be totally honest oh. with you. I think it is a Fair fascinating enough. subject. But to actually understand it, <laughs> it's... Yeah. Uh, it's easier said than we're all different. <laughs> we all uh, consume yeah. things differently, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a head fucker for me. Don't yeah. sound much like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's interesting though, numerology and uh, especially with the royal family, it's it's very interesting because um, certain numbers like emit like wealth and stuff, and a lot of um, the royal family they've had babies under c-section so they're born on certain dates to be able to alchemize that that number energy to accumulate wealth or power and stuff 
but it's it's really interesting. That's another rabbit hole itself, numerology with yeah. with Freemasons and the royal family and all those people. They really they're so aware and they use that. <laughs> yeah, it really is, you know. Uh, you, it's like Nikola Tesla and the three six nine theory. That's sort of what made me get into numerology. I was like, what do you mean three six nine? So he's another one anyway. Wonder what happened to him. Oh, I love him. He's like my favourite, I reckon. If there was one person that I could bring back to life, it'd probably be Nikola Tesla because I've got so many questions for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be mint, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we say that about the involved in the British Royal Family, but we do hear a lot of, uh, like, but like wealthy families connected to New yeah. Orleans. Like yeah. Where even more and more of that. But the, the, you know, with the British Royal Family, they just, they just, the money they get. Yeah, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just extraordinary, yeah. And what they own, the land they own, the money they've got. Um, what do they actually do for that? Yeah. It's disgusting. I can't. I wish I could just run through, run through the royal house and just call everybody out, take their their gold crowns and just give it to everybody hungry and just look after the world. I just, I just want to. It's so hard knowing how everything is controlled um, and just knowing how everything works. But then you're just one person. Like, what can you do, really? Exactly. It, it's yeah. something that I struggle with, honestly. I. I struggle with the balance of justice because I'm such a passionate person too. I'm, I'm a fire sign, so I just, it's really hard for me not to like fire sign. cause a big scene. Yeah. <laughs> fire sign, interesting. That's how a snake fire, fire snake. What's your, what's your uh, birthday? Uh, 15th of November. Is it? 77. Oh. oh, so are you a Sagittarius? No, Scorpio. Oh, okay, true. Nice. Uh, what about yourself? What star sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. The best star sign. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, so after, you know, was there any other? Um, um, that you you were uh, encountered. I, I just it, it's incredible <laughs> what it's all so far. Really I've is. got I've I've got a like a dream journal, and I have I'm sure I have heaps of weird stuff in there that I can't even remember. But um, yeah, not really. Like, yeah, I'm all like consistently. I'm more just. Ca- dream about um like spirits and stuff people that are passed over like yeah. even my one of my friends her mum died I never even met her mum and I dreamt of her mum one night and her mum was crying in my dream um telling me to tell her daughter that she's sorry and that she forgives that she wants her daughter to forgive her and I woke up one day and I was like this is so weird I called my friend up and I said like I don't mean to you know, 
wig you out. I just dreamt of your mum, I'm pretty sure, and she was crying to me about wanting your forgiveness. And her and my friend said to me, she said, I was up all night last night crying myself to sleep because I was just missing my mum so much and I was so angry that I couldn't say another like say goodbye to her. So I experienced yeah. more more of that stuff to be honest. The the other multidimensional stuff that happens to me like so randomly, like it's really I don't ever do it consciously. I never go to bed like, come on, aliens, fucking come to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've been pretty closed off ever since I had that scary reptilian dream. I've been like, I've been making, I've been saging my space, making it really like protected. So I think that might yeah, be the reason why I'm not. Yeah. Like stay away. <laughs> very, very wise, especially with having that, um, Oh, no, it was honestly like it felt so real. Like if I could talk, say, an scary experience in my life, it would be like that. And I've been through yeah. some pretty dark stuff as a child, and but that <laughs> was so fucking scary. It felt like I was in a movie. But but yeah, I guess it's hard to fathom a big giant lizard person because he, he was hissing at me, like making these hiss noises. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I can't. Even, I don't even want to do it. It was so scary, and he had this tongue that just kept like flinging out of his mouth, like. Oh, yuck! Did it? Yeah, Did they have a particular smell about it? Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't. I don't normally. My sense of smell in my dreams, I don't normally grasp. But when I do sense my smells, it's real. It's either fire. I always smell fire burning. Yeah. It's really weird. So yeah, I don't. I don't recall smelling anything. But right. He looks like he could have been smelling. <laughs> Stinker. <laughs> Stinker. Oh, actually, I've had one. I've had one weird dream of this weird, that just made me remember, sorry. It was like this weird devil-looking thing. It had a tail and it had black eyes. Um, And I was stuck in this house. And in this house, I was actually asleep. And I got woken up in my dream from one of my friends saying, Jess, there's this scary person here. You need to wake up and help us. And I woke up in my dream and um, there was this, man that had a tail and he was his whole skin was red and he had black eyes and he just kept following me as soon as I went downstairs he followed me around the whole house and he he was hissing at me as well he that's all he did he just hissed at me and I was scared at the start of it but I got I was stuck in this dream for so long I was so sick of him I wasn't even scared of him anymore and I I told him as well like fuck off and then I woke up. Nice <laughs> one. Nice one. So, but it's crazy though, the power you do have of those things. Like I was speaking to a friend, um, every time she's ever experienced like uh, sleep paralysis or something, she says the same thing whenever she's like, get off me. But like when she's really serious, like fuck off or leave me alone, it always yeah. just goes immediately. So, I think people, when they fear that sort of stuff, like to keep in mind, you'll still like have that power. Um, yeah. And it is like the laws of the universe to let someone in your space or not. Yeah, I agree. This, um, 
this red dude with a tail, did he have horns? Yes, he had little, but he, he didn't have two, sorry, <laughs> that just made me Don't remember. He had like Would four say... horns. Four he didn't horns. have two. He had two small ones at like the middle of his head on top of his like uh, crown chakra. And then on the side of his head, he had two bigger horns. And they were like this weird dark color. It wasn't black. It was like, I don't know. They looked really gross. He looked, and he looked slimy. Like his skin looked really slimy and he had no hair or anything. It was. Yeah, it was really yuck. I didn't, I've never, even still to this day, I actually never looked into that dream too much because I actually sort of forgot about that dream until now. But yeah, I have no idea what sort of, what what he was, what creature being or whatever. I was just going to say then, do you think it sounds anything similar to it, like a satyr? Like a what? Like a satyr type entity, you know, like a... Like, for example, um, the Greek god Pan. Oh, I wouldn't... I need to look into that stuff a bit more. I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't know. Because when I first woke up from that dream, I thought it was like... Because it had like sort of like this demonic essence about it. I thought it was like a demon or... I don't even know. But I don't even know know how I would interpret... Yeah, like, because I don't even know what a demon sort of even is either. So I've never experienced that stuff. But, yeah. Well, you know, it's highly, highly likely it can shape shift and where these look at. Yeah. I just feel like there's, like, an infinite, infinite amount of beings out there. So there would be so yeah, many like, things that we have absolutely no idea what, what the fuck they are. Yeah. So... Yeah, especially, you know, the different dimensions. And, well, you know, the couple of ones sat next to me for all I know. Yeah. <laughs> just don't know, do you? Yeah, but, yeah. wow. I'm going to have to ask, is there any more? <laughs> um, I, not that I can think of. I'm, I'm sure there right, is, because right. yeah. my life is pretty just, this is how I live my life, just weird. But, no, I don't, I can't really recall, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, I, you know, I was looking forward to this, but I did not expect it to be so uh, so fascinating. It's incredible. <laughs> it's oh, brilliant. It really is brilliant. Um, oh, I appreciate that. I thought, no I, problem. yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to sound for, too weird. <laughs> well, I think you're very, very lucky, you know, obviously, apart from the uncomfortable <laughs> uh, encounters but uh, yeah no I it's still very, feel very, very blessed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything else you think um, before uh, we wrap things up not really I don't know I no. think that's yeah that's all that's, my reptilian that, little talk yes I think he's uh, said I think brilliant Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, before you go, Jess, would you like to let everybody know where you get old if you want to ask you any questions, for example? Um, like if you want to put your, your Insta on there or whatever. If you don't have to, you don't have to. Yeah. 
if you want. Oh, I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, so I sort of only use Instagram at the moment, but I am wanting to sort of create more of an account where I can express more of this weird stuff. But my Instagram is jess.lang, L-A-N-G-G. Um, and that's where you can get me on Instagram if you want to talk about weird things. <laughs> Brilliant. I think that, that, having that idea of um, putting like almost like a diary about your experiences, I think that would be a brilliant idea. That. Yeah, I really need to put everything somewhere because I don't, re I keep forgetting all of my experiences and my diary is just over flooded. <laughs> So, yeah, so yeah, I really want to do, do that. Channeling, when you do your channeling, Sorry? do you make notes? When you do, when you channeling, do you make notes like that? And, and when you had your dreams, do you make notes of them? Yeah, I always note down my dreams as much as I can because, um, yeah, because sometimes I wake up at five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning and I write down in my dream journal and then I wake up and I don't remember and then I see this little note in my diary like saying, oh, I dreamt yeah. about it, owl. Because I always dream about owls. I'm always following owls and stuff. Owls. So, yeah. I think they're my little spirit animal or something. I don't know. Owls are really like, yeah, they're my little thing. I dream about them nearly every single night. Fascinating. It really is. Jess, mm. um, I cannot thank you enough. That was a quality episode that day. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, and I would love to get yes, you on again. You. you know, well, yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I've got heaps of weird stories, <laughs> yes. especially about Freemason yeah. stuff. Uh, I have some crazy stories about that. Uh, and you know, I was going to ask you after we start recording about. Speaking about that, yeah. we're not speaking about that um, at some point, you know, because uh, I think it will be really interesting to hear like your experience, especially with what your family's been through. Yeah. That's, uh, just, if anything, it's, it's making others at a work. Um, yeah. Like, like you have a diary and you keep all that side of it I think that, that's brilliant as well because most likely you're going to get other people saying oh well I've experienced this I've experienced that and that's what yeah. this needs that's what we need that's it we need brilliant. to share so we can be aware <laughs> yes <laughs> right oh, uh, we'll start recording now but uh, thank you very much uh, don't go anywhere though Jess please okay alright sweet thank you no problem. As we move forward, anytime you come closer to something, your vision should get clearer. Am I right? You are a tool in the hidden hand is using you. Please don't be delusional. The rulers of this world practice confusing you. The people and the priests and the imams have been jammed by government scams. Mind systematically programmed. Blatant black hatred and racism. The way they lace the whole world and nation with traces of Satanism. This place is a pagan prison. The founding fathers enslaving intentions were no different than Bush's and Reagan's vision. 1776 took action. This Illuminati took form. 
It spawned from a Colombian faction. Just sip your one dollar bill over. And if you want me to expose the true code of deception, I will show you. We live in a design wicked system. The number 13 is consistent in Masonic symbolism. It represents transformation. 12 completes the cycle, so 13 was rebirth and regeneration. The meanings of the symbol are strategically hid. On the left side, you see a 13 layered pyramid. Over that sits the all seeing eye where the light shines. A sign of the devil watching over you at all times. The words Anna with Coeptus. 13 letters meaning he has favored our undertakings. Will you accept this? Or will you learn the science and ignore them? Under the pyramid, you see Nova's Ordo Seclorum. Translated, new order of the world. Or the new world order. Authors and satanic fathers of mass slaughter. The eagle that you see on the right sits below 13 stars with a shield that has 13 stripes. And an olive branch in its claws with 13 leaves. Which is supposed to be in its talent to represent peace. But peace was always on a decrease. His other claw holds 13 arrows of war. Sent to be released and the letters at the bottom of the pyramid are fixed with the Roman numerals that equal 1776. The United States of America exists in a deep devilish abyss with truth and paganism mixed. Every precedent that ever lived was foul. They gather at Bohemian Grove where they bow down before the owl. See the owl is wide from siege to the darkest of night. And there's a small one on the dollar near the one on the top right. It ain't hard to understand this government was never for us. The eagle was based off of the Egyptian hawk Horus. Thirteen colonies who went to wicked sovereignty and made no apology for the obvious idolatry. Subconsciously, we followed the ways of the beast and paid homage to pagan gods when we say days of the week. Like Sunday, they worship the sun. Monday is moon day. Tia, the god of war, was worshipped on Tuesday. Odin, the chief goddess, who Wednesday is named for. Thursday is Thursday, god of thunder, the mighty Thor. Friday was named after Frigga, notice the pattern. Saturday is the Roman god of agriculture, Saturn. Frigga was the goddess of love, the wife of Odin. The polytheistic theology needed to code. The rituals like trips across the sand as man takes the skull and bones fraternity. The secret handshakes would understand. He receives only 33 degrees. He secretly believes in Lucifer and other deities. Many powerful and rich people are controlled by these. They even hold the soul of several of your favorite MCs. Politicians telling lies, tongues riddled with thorns, and use hand gestures shaped in the form of devil horns. You don't fear the city hall because you don't know what it entails. Satan tapers with stem cells and sprays chemtrails. The so-called holidays are hypocrisy. Established to use religious doctrines to commit annual robbery. Christmas split in half is Christ's mass. The so-called birth of Jesus where every home has glowing lights cast. Christ the anointed one mass, the birth celebration. Jesus' birth was kept secret due to the situation. The king initiated a death plot because the Messiah was prophesied to rule so Jesus' murder was authorized. No one knows the actual date. That's why sometimes Xmas, X-Men's unknown, but ignorance affects us. A fraud that was purposely flawed. December 25th, the birthday of the wicked ruler Nimrod. His whole disguise was part of Satan's universal wise. A holy prophet's life
like being pimped and commercialized. Traditions like lights on trees. Rooted in the Nicene Council in 325 AD. So Constantine, these matters were decreed. The concept of a virgin birth was actually conceived and then agreed. With graven images in the temple. The fish on your car is called Onus, a Babylonian symbol. It's visibly contradictory. Telling your children lies, you need to make them study Santa Claus and sick history. But yet we go wherever Satan leads us. The falsehoods we practice in his name ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.